This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Scrap. Scratch. Scrap. Scratch. Paper, we're talking here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. We have, do we have something special for this? We no? don't have anything okay. special for but this. It don't matter because we got enough special right in your face. Myself, Bradley Trainer, Holly Roberts, Sonny at the board, and uh, we're having a real old fashioned Twitter debate, which we don't like to waste syllables. So we're calling it a Twitter bait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're Twitter baiting we're, here. We're, we're kind of playing around with this. Uh, term, so we'll see if it works. <laughs> We're workshopping things sticks. right now. We'll see what sticks. Okay. Great. So today's question is very simply, scrap or scratch paper? 651-641-1071. Now you may ask yourself, why are we having this debate? Why are we having this Thanks debate, Thanks for asking, self? Holly, because yeah. as I said, it came from the Twitters. And uh, Zelly on Twitter, who uh, tweets under Zelly Mani, Imani said, quote, time to settle this. Is it scrap paper or scratch paper? And I just like offhanded saw this one. And I thought that was one where I was like, oh, there's no obvious answer, at least in my mind. And maybe I should know better. And maybe everyone's going to be like, well, duh, it's blah, blah paper. I don't know. To me, I was like that. That's a good question. Scrap paper, scratch paper, scrap paper, scratch paper. Which one is it? Which one is it? You guys, do you, either of you have an opinion while we're waiting for the rest of our audience to call in at 651-641-1071. But you have to say it first, put it in the wor- in, in the form of a sentence, and if I would do that, I would say scratch paper. Scratch paper. Because when you're using scratch paper, you're scratching down your thoughts and your doodles, and it's the activity in which the paper is used for. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so it's you're scratching on it. Yeah, so you're scratching on it, scratching, writing, doodling things. Okay, hmm. so you would distinguish between scrap paper and scratch yeah, paper because scrap paper is like, okay, I want to go and do a craft project. We need to go get some scrap paper construction paper in order to make our delightful art and craft project. So they're two different things. It's interesting that you delineate that way because not everybody does. And in fact, the jury is still out if you believe the New York Times, which is why we're actually having this conversation. I mean, not because of the New York Times, because of a tweet. But I will say that there is a long and storied debate about the histories of scratch and scrap paper. And um, uh, I'll, we've got a couple people uh, on the line. 651-641-1071 if you want to weigh in on, for you, scrap paper or, or scratch, scratch paper. paper. Apparently, and I'll read a little bit, for speakers of American English, the dividing line between scratch and scrap paper is none too clear. 
apparently, uh, when you ask people, there is a regional difference. It sounds like British speakers uh, tend to use scrap paper. Uh, or if the activity is uh, for quick note taking, as you uh, reference, they'll call it scribbling paper. Scribbling paper. Scribbling paper. Really, but that's not even a choice. No. Well, here I'm looking at this article in the New York Times, and this is absolutely why I call it scratch paper. Is because it says that respondents from the West and the Midwest prefer scratch paper. So my parents are from the West. I was raised in the Midwest. Bada bing, bada boom. It's done. Yeah, but there that doesn't is. mean there's a right answer. Oh god. Right. Ah. Because language is just what most people do, uh, and people go, okay, that's what we're all going to do. There is no right or right wrong answer scientifically, but that's why it becomes a debate. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Let's go to the phone. Sue is on the line. Do we really have two Sues on the line? Legit, we have two Sues. Legit, two Sues. Because I had to go back and check. Like we got two sure? two Sues and a microphone. <laughs> where it's at, Sue number one. Hi, Sue. Hi, Sue. Is, is that me? Am I yeah, that? that's totally you. <laughs> I have no way to distinguish between Sue number one and Sue number two, but for the purposes of this debate, you're Sue number one. Sue yeah, number one, only. is it gr- scratch paper or scrap paper to you? I say scratch because you're going to scratch a note on it. It's usually some little half, you know, not a real sentence and stuff, so it's just scratching a note to somebody or to yourself. So scratch paper. Okay, scratch paper says Sue number one. Thanks, Sue. Thank you, Sue. You're welcome. Love you guys. Love you too. Aww. A little now, scratching on the paper. Um, I don't want to call the next Sue Sue number two because I just feel like that's not nice. How about so, Sue two electric the next, boogaloo? There we go. Sue two, <laughs> the next electric boogaloo, whatever. Sue. I'm hey, so, laughing so hard. Is it before we get uh, lost on your name? Is it scrap paper or scratch paper? Well, the reason I was laughing so hard, I completely agree with Colleen. You use, I never thought about it until you guys started talking about it a few minutes ago, but you use scraps of paper to scratch your notes. It, it seems really clear. Well, yeah. so then what you would call it scratch paper or scrap paper, Sue, too? I would call it scrap paper, although in the past, I, I mean, I think I'm going to have to be worried about what I'm calling it now. I don't even know what I called it, but yeah. it is scrap paper, in All my right. opinion. <laughs> All right, so Sue number two says scrap <laughs> and, well, scratch paper with scrap paper. Thank you, Sue. Yeah. Okay. You're welcome. So, um, so there, and you are right, Holly, that a New York Times article says that people in the West and Midwest tend to choose scratch paper. However, people in, uh, oh, where did I just miss that now? Northeasterners go for scrap paper. Southerners are more likely to split the difference and they will choose a third option. The third option being, you know, that you can still use scratch and scrap, but with different meanings. Right. Yeah. Um, scrap paper is the paper that isn't needed anymore and thrown away. Yes. Right. Right. But I like, I'm curious. That's what we say, but what do we actually say? Let's go to, is it Lila or Lila? Lila. Lila. What say you Um, scratch or scrap? I was going to say, I say scratch paper for what I need to make a quick note on. And a lot of times it's some, leftover piece that's got writing on it all already and gets cut up Uh, but scrap paper would be like like holly said before the craft type uh papers um anything that's clean still and can be used for something brand new yeah 
All right, Lila also has right. given this very much thought. Thank you, Thank Lila. you very much. How about okay, you, so, Bradley? What, well, what do you say? So all of that sounds like, here's what I know about language. Oh, please tell if us. If you're just joining us here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. Bradley Trainer Linguist. Not linguist. Um, no, but what I do know is that uh, we oftentimes have explanations for things that make total sense and seem totally plausible and reasonable. Yet, if you like, you know, did the math and the science behind it, who knows? Um, so I buy your idea that this, it's not your idea, but this notion that uh, you make a distinction between scrap paper and scratch paper. But I am curious because I can't honestly say that when I go, when I need something to write on, I don't go, do you have a piece of scrap paper over there? Versus I always say scratch paper. Like, I don't know that I make that distinction. So it's weirding you Which out Which is right why now. this question got to me because I was like, oh, normally in these particular cases, I have like a... Oh, I usually would say this, like coupon or coupon. I say coupon. Oh, so yeah. people say coupon. Um, but I don't know myself well enough to know if I say scratch paper. Scratch paper, for some reason, doesn't sound... I feel like I say scrap paper, but again, I may make a distinction. I don't know that I do. It certainly sounds plausible that scratch paper would be paper you scratch on. But mm, I'm curious. So, How about you, Sonny? What do you say? I was going over in my head if I tell my daughter, go grab me a piece of scratch paper. Scratch paper. But I don't know. But I don't know. Like you said, I don't know that my brain says to say scratch or scrap. Scrap paper. Because it is. Scrap paper. You scrap Scrap paper. paper. Scratch paper. Right. And so I don't, I don't, it's now it's, I'm like you. I'm like, do I say scrap paper? Oh, Bradley, you sent everyone into a deep existential (laughs) crisis because now they don't know what they say. And now they're going to think, do I say scratch paper or scrap paper? What do I say? I don't think you care when you're saying it because it's all going in the trash. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I do go. love that everybody seems to have uh, that seems to have, you know, sort of a, a well thought out conversation. Maybe they've you, they come across this before, which is why they do, because Brian just said there are two different things. You can use scrap paper as scratch paper. Scratch mm. paper implies that it's leftover, like maybe uh, already has something printed on it, but you don't want to waste the rest. I'm, right. But again, that sound. But that's like when people say, like, did you know Thomas Crapper invented the toilet? Like, okay, that sounds that like sounds an interesting story. <laughs> Tell me more. Yeah. But like, you know what I mean? Yes, I know what you Language mean. Language runs runs uh, runs the risk of having those stories told, and there's a name for it, and I can't remember what the name is when we sort of apply like a, a rationale to something that's not actually the case anyway. You don't care about that. I don't think we ended the debate. That was a great Twitter baiting session. So you're saying you were satisfied with that Twitter bait? Very much so. Okay. What was the particular climax for you, Holly, in that conversation? I think it was that we resolved to not understand which one we choose. Okay. A lot of people very violent on Twitter about it. They think that it's scratch paper, so... Well, that's good. Yes. (laughs) They're not violent. I'm just kidding. All right. Hey, when we come back... Um, this story, I can't get enough of this story, meaning I need, I have a lot of questions about it. Did you hear the story about that kid who was kidnapped, uh, like in 2000, oh gosh, it was like eight years ago. So what is that? 2000? Yeah, when was a long time ago? 2011. Yeah, yeah. That would be eight years ago. 2011. And then he just showed up. Like he just appeared after he being ran kidnapped across the border into another state and claiming that he was this missing child. Yeah. So we've got the latest on this story. We're just going to talk about all the questions that we have. I don't know that we're going to have many answers, but if like us, you're fascinated by it, you want to listen right here on my talk one oh seven. Okay. 
right. Have you been fascinated by the story like we have here on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071? Um, by the way, it's April. April returns, which means you could win a cruise if you have uh, downloaded our My Talk 1071 app from your favorite app store during the month of April, or at least registered for our Caribbean cruise giveaway, Cruise for Two from Royal Caribbean Cruises, Sun Country Airlines, and Bell Destinations. Holly, you can also win $107. Uh, if you listen on the app during the month of April. Yes, every weekday we're giving away $107. That is if you register with Listener Rewards and you just tap that app mm, now, and you listen to us there. Um, this story that I referenced is about Timothy Pitson. Now, he was a missing child who has become no longer missing. He was literally found after eight years uh and it's just a bizarre story and i am here for it and i uh, am completely fascinated by it because it's not every day that a missing child returns uh and certainly the the details around the case lead us to more questions than we have answers for at this point but yeah um we can talk about what we know um do you want to give us a little thumbnail? Yeah, well, so what we do know is the backstory. So about eight years ago, Timothy Pitson and his mom went on a road trip that included stops at a zoo and a water park. And uh, then three days later, their, his mom, Amy Fry Pitson, checked her son, Timothy, out of an Illinois elementary school. That happened on May 11th, 2011. So this was almost eight years ago. And three days le- later, Amy's body was found in a hotel room in Rockford, Illinois, and she had died by suicide, leaving a note that said that her son was with people who love him, and that note, Bradley, said, you'll never find him. This is so crazy. Now, was it the grandmother that was given this letter, or what? Like, who was given that letter? Because I couldn't seem to find that. I'm assuming, based off of the information that I know, is that Amy wrote that letter His mom wrote that letter saying that Timothy was with people who love him, not identifying those people and saying, you'll never find him, meaning that she had hidden her son away Mm. and that authorities or his father or any family members would be able to find him. So that was almost eight years ago. I did read that she was apparently having some problems with her fourth marriage and had battled depression for years. So anyway, so he goes missing right in 2011, which Maybe doesn't seem like that long ago for some of us, but when you're eight years old, it certainly is. So uh, fast forward, or not eight years, wait. No. It's been eight years. It's been eight years, but he was not eight years old uh, because he's at 14 years old now. Um, so he, all of the sudden, he reappears in 2019. And this story is fascinating because I think that when I first... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Heard, you know, this kid uh, was maybe kidnapped. You think like the worst, like was he living in a basement, like yeah. trapped, some sort of creepy, you know, child molester situation. And I don't know that we have answers to any of this, but what I did read was... He described his captors that he, well, first of all, he claimed that he had uh, was able to escape. And when you say escape, that means that you're being held against your will. So this was not like another family member had taken the child and, you know, was raising the child as their own. This per or he describes the captors as two adult males uh, that he was being um, held captive by. Right. And I didn't read anything about like, you know, sexual abuse or some kind of weird, you know, dungeon experience, although we don't know yet because there are so many questions that have yet to go unanswered. But that just makes it more fascinating. Like who, who, like what? What has been happening for the past eight years? So you were referencing Bradley that Timothy was being held captive. Now he said that he was most recently at a nearby Red Roof Inn. This is according to a police report. And that Timothy ran across state lines and ran into, he crossed a bridge into Kentucky. So he doesn't exactly know where that location is. Now also another question that we need to ask ourselves and that the FBI is actually asking is this child Indeed, Timothy himself. Well, and I do know that we are awaiting the results of a DNA test. I think that is expected later today. Um, but when you look at the pictures, or maybe that was like a picture of like, an, uh, yeah, I bet that's not a picture of the child today. Because I was looking at a side by side, and I think they did one of those like, this is what the child would look like today. If yeah, he so was that up. people could know yeah. who they were looking at. I was going to say that him. looks like the kid, but yeah. anyway. Um, but we are awaiting that uh, DNA test and uh, referencing some of the details you said earlier. Um, they say that uh, he was found in, in Newport and that a neighbor spotted him and noticed he didn't belong in the neighborhood. A source says at around 7 a.m., they found him on the street. He told police he'd been held captive. He said his middle name is James, which is the first name of his father. Um, He had escaped from two kidnappers who'd been holding him for seven years and Mm. described those kidnappers as, quote, two white males with bodybuilder type builds. One had black curly hair, a Mountain Dew shirt and jeans and has a spider web tattoo on his neck. The other was in short was short in stature with a snake tattoo. And then they had some license plate information as well. So clearly fascinating. We need to know a lot more. Yeah, and you know, like you said Bradley, the FBI is doing a DNA test to confirm the identity of this child. It may be Timothy. The heartbreaking thing is he walked up to a car and just said, "Can you help me? I just want to go home." So, whoever this child is, it might be Timothy. We wish him obviously the best. Yeah, we'll keep whoever you updated this kid on this. is, we'll certainly uh, f- uh keep up to date. We'll be right back. Oh, celebrities. I just love 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 celebrities because they're always dumb. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) There's always a celebrity, though, that's doing something ridiculous. And we've created a whole segment around it. It's called uh, Lord and Lady Teabag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. I need you 
you to tell me who your D-bag is for the day. I will, Bradley. Okay. My D-bag of the day. You know, sometimes we have massive D-bags. <laughs> and yes, sometimes we, we have light D-bags. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a this is a gentle flow D-bag. Okay. It's just a slight D-bag. Yeah. Prince Harry is a slight Lord D-bag of the day. Okay. It's just because they're, you know, maybe a little hypocrisy on Prince Harry's part. So okay, tell me more. Yesterday... Was it just yesterday or was it a day before Prince Harry and Meghan Markle uh, launched their own official Instagram account under the name Sussex Royal? Okay. You know, as one does. Yeah. That's totally yeah. not out of the ordinary. Not out of the ordinary. So he launched an Instagram page. By the way, they broke a Guinness Book of World Records for uh, the shortest amount of time gaining the most followers. How short was this time? Uh, just in about a day, they gained at least a million followers on Instagram. I want to say they're up to two to three million at this point. Lots of people following them. Yeah, I follow them because like I I just think it's fun. And I, I sometimes will unfollow celebrities after I initially follow like if they just arrive on Instagram, you know, because sometimes what they post, you're like, okay, well, I didn't really, I don't. But initially, I think the act of following is kind of fun because you're like, oh, I'm getting a direct link to this celebrity. Yeah. Sometimes you'll realize very quickly that it's some, you know, outside entity that's running the dumb thing for them. Yeah, and of course it is. Like Elizabeth Reese said in the Dirt Alert this afternoon, uh, Harry and Megan have a whole communications team behind them. Well, there was just a little moment that he was talking about uh, using social media yesterday. So he was at an event in London. He was at a YMCA. Then he basically slams social media, one that he leverages. He says social media is more addictive than drugs and alcohol, yet it is more dangerous because it's normalized and there are no restrictions to it. However, I'm going to play the full social media game. On one hand, I totally understand where Harry is coming from. And I actually agree with him that unchecked social media is very dangerous, not only for mental health issues, but maybe, you know, our democracy at large over here. But on the same time, I'm like, well, you know, hey, you know, I can you you could say I use it as a force for good. I use it myself. But you know what? When it's unchecked, it's bad. But he didn't say that. So I like I said, just a slight D bag. Yeah, it's not. A no, I get it. D-bag. Look, look, I uh, and in fact, my D bag is going to be the same way. And you're going to shock and be horrified. But um, sometimes we just need to call out people for being mildly D baggy because you know not everybody can be uh, a Kim Kardashian, a Kim Kardashian, a Chloe with her diarrhea tea. Oh, <laughs> teeth. And I was like, what are <laughs> That's a story for another day. No, that you is, know, that you is need to get those teeth cleaned. You got some diarrhea teeth. Woo! No, but those are the celebrities that we call it. No, it was just a, a mild case. A of, mild case. A I mild actually, case. I'm actually glad that you started things off with a mild case of debaggery. Yeah. Uh, because my debags are equally mild. But first, before we do that, um, what is on this page? Of Hagen and Mary. It's just propaganda photos of them being a fabulous couple. That's so all it is. They haven't. Let's see. And what's their name again? The Sussex Sus- Royal. It's just Sussex Royal. Yes, You'll Sussex find them Royal. on Instagram. The Duke and Duchess. Well, there are now three photos. There was the original post that was like, well, he'll buy announcing the arrival of the Duke and Duchess of South And they are being followed by Priyanka Chopra, by the way. I love, do you know what my favorite thing on Instagram before we move on to my D-bag, which trust me, we have enough time. We're, we're all good. Calm down here on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk 1071. One of my favorite activities on Instagram is to see like who follows whom. So like whenever you're, you know, scrolling through your feed and Instagram, this is a smart thing that they did because I think people are, 
people are just curious by nature, at least I am. When you look at a post, you look down underneath it to see how many likes they have, right? Right. But then it'll show you like one or two people that you follow who liked the photo. And I have these moments often where I'm like, oh, I didn't know so-and-so followed this person. And sometimes there's like these weird uh, crossovers to like, oh, okay, this, and that kind of makes you feel like, oh, that person's just like me because they follow this person it's too. It's a small world right? after all, yes. Which is just part of the ingeniousness of uh, social media and social networks and particularly Instagram. So when I look at Sussex Royal, I see that 19 people that I follow also follow them. Wow, isn't that amazing the way that it works out? By the way, they have 3.6 million followers following 23 people on the Sussex Royal Instagram account. Who are the people they're following? This I also like to do. Oh, it's just, you know, the National Theater. He's following his cousin, following something about rhinos, Kensington Palace. The, the usual things. <laughs> the usual things. <laughs> that you would does. expect. Yes. Princess so, Eugenie. Exactly. His cousin. Okay. So, you know, again, Prince Harry just you a little follow light. Princess Eugenie. Yeah. Didn't she just get married? Yes, she did. Okay. So, you know, hey, there he is. Prince Harry. Okay. You seem kind of underwhelmed. Well, I, like I said, it was just mild. Just mild. Okay. Uh, from Sussex Royal to another mild D-bag here on the Colleen and Bradley show. Um, my mild D-bag is going to be Zac Efron. What? Excuse? Excuse you? Wait, wait, wait. <gasps> You're saying that this... Clutch the pearls. Zac Efron is rarely highlighted as a Lord D-bag of the day, but what did he do to make okay. you give him this it's title? It's not just Zac Efron, but he is the precipitating factor in this particular uh, reasoning. Um, so I went to his YouTube page. Remember we've talked about how Zac Efron has started his own YouTube page. Yeah. First, not the first, but uh, one of a certain wave of celebrities who've recently signed up for YouTube pages. Priyanka Chopra. Priyanka Chopra. By the way, Priyanka Chopra has three million-ish followers, subscribers. On YouTube, wow. On YouTube. Do you know how many Zac Efron has? How many Wait, does Zac Efron have? Let me get an update. Now, by the way, this is Zac Efron's new lifestyle and adventure YouTube channel that he mm-hmm. launched over the weekend, right, Brad? Yeah, and there's a history there, and we'll get to it in just a moment, meaning, like, I think there's a whole reason that we do this, and this is why it makes it kind of debaggy. Yeah. He has 230,000. Oh, come on. We I need to follow like... him. Have you followed him yet? I don't. Mm-mm. Okay, here's the thing. I don't follow very many people on, YouTube. or I subscribe yeah. to very many people on YouTube. I don't know why. There are a couple people I do. I guess I could just be more uh, uh, diligent about it, but mm. I haven't been. We at the very least need to give him a pity follow. <laughs> I, but then, you know what I, but but here's the thing. If I give him a pity subscribe, then I have to see his stuff show up. Mm-hmm. And get notifications. Too. <laughs> and get notifications. And here's what I found out when I watched the first video uh, or one of the first videos. There's actually two. I watched them both. Thank one, you. The most recent one is called Nina Crushes Zach's Workout Gym Time with Zach Efron. Oh, no. Oof. I'm already getting Oof. secondhand embarrassment just from the title Oof. alone, Brad. It was some low, low, low. Can I imagine bar this video? Production. Because mm. I didn't. Yeah, okay, I didn't, so you okay, haven't I, seen I, it. I haven't seen this video. Okay. I did not watch Zach Afron's. Nine minutes, 38 seconds. Well, Tell me what I saw. 30, oh. First of all, that's too long. That's, for, yeah, that is too <laughs> long. All right, so I imagine. Unless that, it was him shirtless, oiled the entire, or sweating profusely, which it wasn't. 
<laughs> nine minutes is too long. Okay, go on. All right, so I'm going to imagine Zach Efron's nine-minute ridiculous workout video is that he has a friend with an iPhone, and they're filming him in a gym, mm-hmm. a private gym probably, because that's how Zach Efron rolls. I don't know why I keep on calling him Zach Efron, but Afron. I am. <laughs> Anyways, you, yeah, so he's fully clothed, and he has that bleached hairdo, which, I mean, come on, It's time Zach. for that hairdo to go bye-bye. It's time for it to go bye-bye. And then they're just doing reps. They're like, mm, yeah, I'm so swole. This is Zac Efron. I'm real. I mean, look at me. Mm. We're going to do some reps. We're going to do okay, some so, things. So it's first of all, it's Nina Dobrev. Do you know her? She's an yes. actress, right? Yeah. So Nina shows up because they're buds. And uh, he's he invited her to his gym where he works out with his bras. And, uh, bras. Uh, his bras. His bras. <laughs> and uh, they fist uh, bumped. Hey, bra. Is it fist bump or fist pump? Bump. Oh, boy. Uh, Why are we doing this again? Why do I have to question my existence? I thought it was bump, but for some reason, I'm like, pump? I've, fit, I've fist, heard bump, fist, pit, fist bump, fist too. Bump. Anyway. Yeah. anyway, he's rolling out on a on a foam roller. Oh, because he has I mean, to warm look, up. and, and I, warm will, up. I will not lie. It looked very familiar to the firm. It uh, was not that unusual. <laughs> he's stretching out his fascia tissue before he's, he works out. He's doing that thing where you wear the tights under the shorts, which uh, I still don't understand. I don't either. As somebody who works out six days a week, I've never needed to wear tights um, Oh, wait a shorts. second, wait I a thought, second. I thought for guys it held stuff in place. That's called underwear. Okay. Keep and they have secure. some that's short that or is like the same length as your shorts. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about Zach Efron's footwear choice in the gym? Oh, I didn't know. What did he wear? What's he wearing? Converse All-Star sneakers. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. So He's that's not... crush a toe. You, you can take issue with that. But the, the thing I just want to take issue with and the reason I made Zach my mild D-bag is that... The videos on this are totally overproduced, meaning it's not like it's just him and his buddy. If it was that sort of POV style, like here's my actual life and I'm doing some stuff. Yeah, that would be awesome. I'd be totally in, even if it wasn't totally genuine, but it kind of had the appearance of being genuine. I'd probably be more sucked into it. This seemed very overproduced and it was like he was hosting a show on Hulu where he has his friends over to work out with him, which fine if he wants to do that to make money. But there's just nothing that the beauty of YouTube is just walking into somebody else's life. Mm-hmm. I think that's my opinion. Yeah. Um, it's not just to see video content because you can get that anywhere on the interwebs. Oh. I think YouTube just gives you the opportunity to be a little bit more personal. But the way he comes across, it just seems like it was workshopped in a, you know, in a um, in a boardroom. Oh, bless his uh, heart. Yeah. There's editing of Zach and Nina in the gym and then they cut to pictures of lions well because he goes so they have a workout and he goes hey tell me about that time you were in africa and she goes oh it was very scary because there was the lion and i was right there and the lion almost killed me and died but not really but i want you to think that which is why you asked me about it and he's like thanks for coming out and working out with me fist pump or pump so Oh, I just saw Sonny yawn over there. Yeah. This totally is, appropriate. No, Sonny. this is bon- I'm looking at it. Yeah. It's on quiet and <laughs> bless his heart. Mild D-bag. You're not missing anything. So no, no, you're I not. just be better. That's that's the hashtag for this segment. Be or put better. More, put just, if you, just put more thought into it. Yeah. Because there's, you can literally watch you anybody. Into it. Yeah, you yeah. can literally watch anybody. You can go to Instagram stories and watch people work out. Thank you. I'm not even going to give Zac Efron a pity subscribe on his YouTube channel. Yeah. This looks dangerous how he's doing this. 
the squat here. Okay. <laughs> He's going to pull something. <laughs> when we come back, proper form for your air squats with Sonny. And uh, we actually, oh, we got to push out some jive when we come Woo! back, you guys. And I say push intentionally because Courtney uh, Kardashian's new lifestyle website is called Poosh. And she has created the signature salad. Oh. And you're going to lose your damn mind. Uh. We'll be right back. Guys, we got to push out the jive here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. We're streaming live, doing everything in your face, actually, in your ears here on My Talk 1071. We're doing it on the app, too, which, by the way, you can win fabulous prizes. We're giving away a cruise this month and $107 every day. Head to MyTalk1071.com for details. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Uh, I'm Bradley Trainer, along with Holly Roberts and Sonny today. Let's, uh, let's hear about the new goop in town. There's a new goop in town and her name is... It's true. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God, I love that, by the way. So, you know, Goop, of course, the lifestyle brand of none other and website commerce entity uh, from Gwyneth Paltrow. But there's a new Goop in town and Goop's name is or the new Goop is Poosh. Where does a Poosh come from, Holly? Well, that's a question that we need to answer as mature adults in the room. Yes. Where does the poosh come from? (laughs) That's right, Bradley. Well, you know... For the purposes of this conversation... When two lifestyle brands come together and they want to make something real nice, they make a poosh. Well, actually, this is Kourtney Kardashian's new lifestyle website, Poosh, that she launched earlier this week. Okay, and I thought I had put down where the poosh salad was. Oh, Did I dear. not put the poosh salad thing down here? Is that something that's safe for radio? Okay, hold on. I'm going to go right. back to poosh and find this uh, thing. So poosh is Kourtney Kardashian's web brand, and I followed it on Insties. It's so basic. It's yeah. so such a ripoff. It's like goop light. Well, right, and I tweeted out, I'm at Holly D. Roberts earlier this week, a side-by-side comparison of the homepage for goop.com versus the homepage for poosh.com and Kourtney Kardashian didn't even try to hide the fact that she is completely ripping off Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, she absolutely is, and you know, uh, there's all the things that you would expect on uh, poosh, you know, like how to breathe, how to like walk into the world. Mm. How to stand up tall and be your best self all the time, even Mm. when it's not the best, which I still haven't figured out what my best self is. I don't know what that is either. I don't even think, does that even exist? Anyway, today's thing that got me riled about poosh.com, how to make Courtney's signature salad. Courtney's signature salad. As they call her court, the court signature salad. And Holly, I would like you to go to the link where it says push.com slash how to make course signature salad. Oh, this is great. Now, I can't please, wait. I like a salad. So signature salad. Now, Holly, before you react and Sonny, back me up here. If I said to you signature salad, you would say to me combination of some stuff mm-hmm. with some kind of dressing on it. You mix it around. Mm-hmm. You know, it's probably got some sort of greenery happening, mm-hmm. some veg- vegetables, right? That's mm-hmm. a salad. That sounds and yummy. And if it's a signature salad, this is like, you're like, oh, my friend, 
you know, Francine, she makes a pecan chicken salad that is Ooh. divine, and, and she, it's probably yes. real good. And she probably <laughs> uses her grandma's secret uh, candied pecan recipe that's been handed down for generations, and she's going to share that secret with you, and it's going to be divine. Exactly. Would you two please look at Court's signature salad? Oh, I'm looking. Courtney's signature okay. salad. What do you see, Holly, in front of you? What the heck? Just tell me what you're looking at. I am looking at... It's those two pictures next to each other under the words Court's signature salad that I want you to describe in detail as um, please tell me what you see. <laughs> I Yeah, Brad. Okay. It's like a snack. Thank you. This is Courtney Kardashian's signature salad by Poosh. It is a sliced up avocado, yeah. hard boiled eggs sliced in half, part of a tomato, and it looks like a little bit of cheese on the side. Yeah. Now, That's it. That is it. Literally, her salad is avocado, hard boiled egg, tomato, and some mozzarella oh, gosh. cheese. You know what this says to me, Salt Bradley? Courtney's signature salad. That is salad. not a salad. That is food on a plate. That is food on a plate. And we're doing if it I, wrong. Sonny, if I invited you over to my home, <laughs> don't worry, I don't invite anybody over to my home. So the fact <laughs> that you haven't been there yet doesn't mean anything. Okay. Don't um, take it personally. Don't take it personal. It's what we do in Minnesota. Um, and I offered you a plate with some cut up tomato, egg, avocado, and mozzarella cheese. Would you feel... Like you were eating a salad, eating a salad, nah. much less welcome in my home. No, <laughs> like you but were like, this is, I, this, I, is, this is a yummy plate. This plate looks yeah. really, really appetizing I, mean, I would eat me. those foods. But if but somebody said, oh, Sonny, I made for you my very signature salad. I want you to try it and tell me what you think. You'd be like, oh, that's interesting. That's your signature well, salad. Lazy, too. You could. Okay, Thank here's, you. Here's my, yes. here's, here's my issue with the salad. Thank you. Like you could have mixed it up. Yeah. Like, yes. Why aren't they touching? And why isn't there some delicious sauce that's combining everyone together and making it a party? Thank you. Yes, it is a plate. Also, we are all doing it wrong. Yeah, clearly. Because <laughs> she's making money she off of. Is making off lazy. Yes. Well, she, okay. So well, we do that occasionally from yeah. to three. I'm not going to lie. Well, but they yeah. call it keeping it simple. Yeah, but here's okay. the thing: like <laughs> we can make a salad. Let's make our own signature salads. We could do that right now. What would be on the Team Cobra no, because this signature is, salad? Yes and no. Because I, you and I and Sonny, all of us would come up with some amazing ass salads. Yeah, no, I all would. I'm saying is yeah. we could go into the kitchen fridge right now and yeah. we can grab a bunch of random crap, put it on a plate and call it Team Cobra signature salad. And then we could monetize it, which is what Kourtney Kardashian is doing with Poosh. With Poosh and her signature salad. Well, now, she doesn't She doesn't even eat the cheese. So just go ahead and throw that to the side. Oh, that's really tragic. I know. That's extremely tragic. I just read that in the little 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 paragraph. She said that she skips it because she's dairy free. Mm. And I just don't understand. Now I'm mad. Now, <laughs> lest, now you're personally offended you by the signature salad. If you're just joining us, by the way, we're um, doing a deep dive on Poosh. That is Kourtney Kardashian's lifestyle brand. Lest you think her signature salad. Again, signature says to me. This is going to tell me something about you as a person. Yeah. It's going to tell me a story. Mm-hmm. I immediately thought, oh, she's boring. I, when I saw this, I immediately ding, I was ding, like, oh, okay, she's give just, yourself she's just a prize. Okay. Yes. Right? That's what I thought. If it's signature, it's like you like, bam, like emerald. Like yeah. It's leaving some Thank type of you. Le- it le- there's an essence of Courtney after you're done with this salad. Ooh. So less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does sound nasty. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's a whole different thing. <laughs> yeah. Lest you think it's just this signature salad recipe that's hilarious, I went back and looked at some of the other recipes, which include uh, things but are not limited to uh, things such as Chris Jenner's famous, all caps, brownie recipe. You take one box of Duncan Hines. Well, literally. And then you put it in the bowl. It's chocolate, butter, eggs, vanilla, sugar, flour, salt, baking powder, walnuts, chocolate chips, well, what the heck makes That's that any That's everybody's different? brownie Thank recipe. You. That is not a famous brownie recipe. No. Now, look, in everyone's home, they have their own famous brownie recipe. Yeah. And usually it's the same five ingredients mm-hmm. that we all use because brownies, no joke, are brownies. Oh, but, let but it's not up. even because here's what I thought mm-hmm. when I saw her famous brownies, I thought, I bet I bet they they like threw something in there like out of the blue to like justify this brownie recipe being bourbon. hers. Yeah, yeah, like bourbon. Or chili powder. Or like, or like pudding mix. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, I always put a thing of pudding mix in. Well, you, I would have been fine with you that. You know what right. you do with brownies, But this is though. literally Betty Crocker's <laughs> yeah. brownie recipe. She read the recipe off of the Duncan Hines box and then calls it Chris Jenner's signature brownies. But you know what you do with brownies. Before we leave, you put half the brownie batter in the pan and then you buy the king-size symphony chocolate bars mm. from the grocery store. Put oh, that on top of the top. brownie bar yeah. no and then you put another layer of brownie oh. on top so then you get the symphony with the toffee crunchies Woo. in the middle i Beat love that chris symphony, jenner symphony symphony toffee uh bars are highly yes. underrated <laughs> yes and i think you can only get them in the large size now yeah i don't yeah. think you can buy Not the small the size all right when we come back from poosh to the song you never want to hear again Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Hi, I'm Bonnie Curry, one of the narrators on the Abide app, a premium ad-free biblical meditation experience. Join the millions of people who download the Abide app to reduce stress, improve sleep, and experience the peace of God every day. You can text the word PEACE to 22433 for a seven-day free trial of Abide. Just text PEACE to 22433 and you'll likely hear from me again on the app as I guide you through daily meditations or help you fall asleep and experience the peace of God.